Welcome to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our path to a truly wealthy life through conversations with talented and successful women and men who are designing their version of a meaningful and prosperous life. Teresa Leftenant is a certified financial planner with 30 years experience as a financial advisor and wealth coach to women just like you. She is founder of ReinventingHer.com and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Teresa is a relationship with money expert and a reinvention mentor for women who are ready to create a life that makes their heart sing and their bank account swell. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. Welcome to episode 64 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we support women who are creating their own version of a wealthy life. I've been a CFP and a reinvention mentor for over 20 years, and women hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence so they can develop a positive relationship with money in order to pursue their passions, explore who they are, express their inner talents, and live their personal dreams. Every week, my expert guests and I explore six aspects of living a wealthy life, including money mindset, but also physical and mental health and wellness, professional and career, recreation and fun, relationships and spirituality and giving. And I share about inner power qualities that women can develop and the latest thoughts on pursuing a wealthy life. Today's episode is in the relationship category of our six aspects. All right. So today's conversation is about surviving a relationship breakup and reinventing yourself into a thriving, happy woman living a wealthy life. Today's guest is an expert who not only survived a pretty horrific breakup, but went on to become a founder of a thriving business, helping other women get back on their feet. Most women have gone through a breakup or divorce, and the emotions we feel during that time can be really overwhelming. Is it really possible to transition back to living an exquisitely joyful and deeply meaningful life on our own? When I was in my 40s, and I'd already been through three divorces, I asked myself why I seemed to have the same problems over and over, and no matter what I tried, I couldn't seem to change things. One day, I had an epiphany which launched me on a journey of self-discovery. I learned a simple formula that I call the engine of reinvention. It began to dawn on me that if I really wanted to stop experiencing the same problems over and over, that I'd have to change the way I looked at my life in these three ways. First, I would need to take responsibility for the choices I made and how I conducted myself. Second, If I wanted to have a new, exciting future, I would need a new type of education, one where I learned who I was inside, what motivated me, and how I made decisions. I'd need to reframe my entire view of my life, retrain my brain to think in ways that supported my new view so that I could reclaim the life I was born to live. Once I figured out this simple formula, I knew I was headed in the right direction. 
And it's true. The, sim- the formula sounds simple, doesn't it? But it does take commitment to make it work. In order to create better conditions in our lives, it requires that we make a decision, a decision to change our wiring by using the reinvention engine. So the first step is to reframe and shift your view from continually focusing on what isn't working, your problems, and how hard it is to solve them, to visualizing what you truly want and how you're going to manifest what you want in your everyday life. Remember that what you focus on expands. And if you focus on your problems, you're going to get more problems, which is what I finally figured out. But if you focus on what you truly want and take inspired and empowered action to get it, then you will experience more of what you really want. And once you have a vision of what you want, it's time to retrain your brain. Your thinking and your behavior need to be adjusted in order to pursue that new future in your mind's eye. Just like athletes who train their body for the next competition, you can train your brain. Because research tells us that 70 or 80% of our thoughts are actually negative. But you can learn to turn around your negative thinking to more positive thinking that supports achieving what you want. It's just like going to the gym to work out your body. So would you be willing to go to the mind gym if you knew the result would be healthier thoughts and a brighter future? Of course you would. Now, once you embrace a vision of a new future and learn how to retrain your brain to support its expression, then you only need to reclaim it. Now, I believe that every person is born to live their dreams. I had to embrace this as a truth with a capital T and you can too. So I call the process of getting the dream out of your head and into your reality, reinvention. Reinvention is recreating yourself and aspects of your life into the expression of your unique and authentic inner self. Reinvention is renewing, reshaping, and reworking for the sole purpose of experiencing more and more exquisite joy. So I ask you, are you willing to reclaim the life you were born to live by embracing the truth that you were born to pursue your dreams? Now, here's a little story about that illustrates the concept of reframe, retrain, and reclaim. A beautiful woman woke up one day and noticed she had only three hairs on her head. Hmm, she said, I think I'll braid my hair today. She did, and she had a great day. The next morning, she woke up and saw that only two hairs remained on her head. Well, she said, I'm going to part my hair today. She did, and she had an especially fun day. And the following morning, she woke up to only one hair on her head. Oh, she said, I think I'll wear my hair in a ponytail today. She did, and her day was wonderful. The next morning, she woke to find that she did not have a single hair on her head. Yay, she said, I don't have to fix my hair today. Thanks to Jennifer Hawthorne, I found that story on her website. So to understand more about the process of reinvention, I created five reinvention pillars. And I invite you to go to my website, reinventingher.com forward slash blog, 
so that you can learn the five reinvention pillars to a successful reinvention, whether it's after a breakup or just because you want to install more of those dreams that are in your head into your life. All right, let's bring our guest into the conversation so we can talk more about reinventing our lives after a breakup. Leah Shepard thought her life was going to be a romantic comedy. She would have a kick-ass job as a curator, a stunning warehouse apartment, and a partner who was handsome, kind, caring, and her soulmate. But the universe had different plans for her. She didn't get into art school. She was kicked out of her home just after her father passed away. She had to shoulder massive student loan debt, and she could only get a temporary government job. She was overweight, for which people treated her very unkindly. And while there were a few guys along the way, ultimately, they all ended the same. She was the girl for right now, but not the girl forever. One day, a handsome, funny, and intelligent guy came along who wanted to be with her, and she felt like her life was really getting back on track. But the soulmate she thought she found turned abusive and controlling. After three troubling years, the relationship ended explosively on a trip with his family in Italy. She was alone and wondering whether she could go on with her life. But that wasn't the end for Leah, only the beginning of an epic and transformational journey. And I'm so happy that you're here with us today, Leah, to share that journey and where it led you. Thanks for <laughs> Hi, being thank on the show. So thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Well, um, just so people know, you're far away from me. You are in Australia and I'm in Seattle, Washington. And thank goodness for technology so we can be together and share this conversation. I'll say, although I'm missing your weather, it's, it's absolutely freezing down here. It's freezing down there. And actually in Seattle, it's not that warm. Actually, we've been having some really nice cool weather with rain, which we really need. Oh, okay. So, okay. So Leah... Your story of how a potentially perfect relationship, I mean, I know we can all relate to this, uh, us ladies. So we, there, you had this potentially perfect relationship and it degraded into kind of a horror story. And so do you mind sharing more of what happened to you in that relationship? Yeah, um, I, I think I, I was, I had this kind of misconception about what I, um, thought was going to be the my dream person and 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 like you say what you focus on you really um you get and I manifested this this perfect seeming um person but I didn't quite think about all the different aspects of that and while everything was great at the start he, he was really um what I believed to be really loving and um and, and caring and would, would be around me all the time. And, and I thought these things were great, but it, it slowly started to become a little bit suffocating and, um, mm. and those sort of controlling red flags started to pop up for me. Like it would be right actually at the start when we would start a dating, it would be like, Oh, are you going to wear those earrings? Oh, okay. You're going to wear that top. I, I prefer mm. you this one. And at the time it was, you know, only little things and they weren't that, Make a deal in the in the you know 98 was was great um it was more that um these things just started to slowly build up over time um it became more about um 
you know, you better be coming to my family's event. Oh, no, I don't want you to go see your friends. I want you to come and do this with me. And and it kind of built like that. But I think um, if you don't mind me saying it, the, one of the main things was the um, was sex and, mm-hmm. and his very controlling nature around sex. I, I At first I thought, oh, he must be really into me. He keeps wanting to have these sexual interactions with me but um, more and more but they became controlling and I I realized it was less about me so anyway long story short it it kind of um, built up to this place where I became very well practiced at doing the things that he needed me to do that he wanted me to do and and every time I'd kind of voice my opposition to that it would end up in a massive fight or um, or a lot of gaslighting I suppose Mm -hmm. and so when um you know i i thought that was just how a, a an adult relationship goes um and i thought well this guy seems perfect in most other ways then it must be me or it must be just something i need to get over to all the all the hardships um and it got to a point where one day we went to italy for a, a holiday with his family um and um, during that trip, what most of his family didn't realize was um, he would stop me to going on on trips or um, or going out for dinners or whatever, just so that he could um, so that he could have sex. And mm-hmm. and and each time that I'd say well, no, um, that would end up in in more and more aggressive type arguments um, until eventually. I really put my foot down and that was the moment when he said right you're out you're mm. you're out of this relationship you you're no good to me told me all the the abcs apparently had this whole list of things that were, were really bad about me and mm-hmm. and told me you're out of my house um i want you gone and it was at that moment that i just i found myself standing on a train platform in the middle of some town initially i don't even know the name of it um seeing an express train and just thinking if the person I loved this much, you know, despite all of the, the abuse, which I didn't quite see at the time, um, if he didn't see any value in me, then there mustn't be any. So I just, yeah, seeing the train coming along, I thought all I need to do is take a step forward and I never have to feel that way again. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, luckily I, I didn't, I thought about my family. I thought there must be some other way and, and took a step back, but it was just a, it's it's terrifying how that split second decision can can make all the difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was first off. I, I thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, I know that you have worked on that. You've recovered from that. You've used it to empower uh, your life, which we're going to talk more about. But what what I think is important to say before we go to the break is that these kinds of you know tragic kind of relationships can happen, and there's so many great professional resources out there and people should seek those resources if they're in a relationship where they feel that they have no choice or they feel controlled or they feel physically in peril. So, um, uh, I'm sure that that's some of the things that you help women with in your business, which we are going to talk about when we come back from a break. So everyone stay with us because this whole experience and this conversation about our experiences in breakups is uh, just what we're going to share with you today. So we'll be right back to a wealthy life for her.
Kathy Sparrow of A Writable Life Publishing helps individuals who have a nagging desire to write but let fear stop them from putting their ideas on paper. An award-winning author and university professor, Kathy Sparrow has been helping aspiring writers for over 20 years write books, blogs, speeches, and courses. This is Kathy Sparrow of A Writable Life Publishing. Learn how to turn your blogs into books by signing up for Blogs, Books, and Beyond, a seven-week online course beginning June 15th. Visit blogs-books-beyond.com to learn more. It's a truth that's hard to admit, but professional women face unique challenges from financial and life circumstances that threaten their long-term financial security and quality of life. Women earn less than men, live an average five years longer, take time out from their careers to raise children, and are less confident making financial choices. Solving the challenges that are robbing you of a wealthy life takes a committed and courageous money mindset. Visit reinventingher.com and schedule a chat with Teresa Leftenant, a wealthy life specialist who cares. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. And welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant and my lovely guest, Leah Shepard, who owns a business called Honor Your Breakup. And that's what we're talking about today is how women can experience that and also have moment of actual transformation in her life where she decides, you know, it's time for me to take my life on in a new and more committed way. So that's where I want to start now, Leah, is can you share with us what was going on in your mind when you decided in that moment when you stepped back and said, no, um, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. Tell, tell us about that moment and then what happened to you after. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's actually, you know, I say it's a split second, but it, it's a, a whole lot of things went through my mind at that moment. I mean, first of all, what it would do to my family. I didn't want to pass on that pain. Um, second was my father had passed away after a long um, term illness. And, and that was, that was heart wrenching. And I, I kind of thought, well, is a boy not liking me worse than my dad dying? And mm. I kind of, knocked myself back and I thought yeah no no <laughs> that's kind of like putting some you know idiot above him and and um I think the final thing was that I've always been so uh goal driven I've always um I think because I've also got the chance of having the same illness my dad died of um it, it's always sort of propelled me forward and to make the most out of life and um and I, I kind of thought, here I go again. Uh, here's another chat time where, um, because of of someone external to me, doesn't matter really what what was happening, um, has has kind of they've taken control of that experience has taken control over my trajectory, and and I was just fed up with that. I didn't want to spend another year being grief stricken um, from just the mere fact of someone not liking me. Um, and that's completely fine for them, but I just didn't, I was sick of, of that taking over my life. So I decided that, well, let's look, now that we've decided to stick around, I, I kind of had to think about 
all right, what 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 are my options here? What can I do to help? I mean, thankfully, I have a really supportive family, mm. um, and which can help me through it. But there's there's a point where it's you know they could they only know so much about this, and and I need to figure out how to fix this. The problem was though, you know, my my friends are about as clueless as I was about breakups, and I had right. no money to see a psychologist or a counselor, or I didn't even know about coaches back then. And, um, you know, I love Beyonce songs, but she's not going to come and listen to me talk about my idiot ex-boyfriend. So I thought, I I think I need to kind of do a bit of research here and and maybe pave the way myself, you know, again, with my family. And and so it was in that moment that I decided to just, just like approach, approach it like everything else I do in my life, look at the situation, see what is out there and and just figure it all out. So that's, I, I, sort of led me down a path of researching um, the brain, the body and, and spirit. I've got a very spiritual um, family and, and that helps as well and and try and first discover how to fix myself. It never really was about helping anyone else at that moment. But once I realised I could help myself and, and quite quickly as well and um, I, I thought there must be other layers out there who are standing on their metaphorical train platform and, and I want to be if they've got no other options or they feel they don't, I want to be that fleeting thought that goes through their mind that there's some crazy Kiwi lady that lives in Australia that knows how to help them. So, yeah, that's that's kind of all of that went. <laughs> it kind of happened in quick succession. Well, I so relate to that because there, uh, when I had my transformational moment and there was a life crisis that brought it, um, it wasn't a man saying no to me, but it was my career saying no to me. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that crushing feeling like I am worthless. All, all the times I thought I was worthless, it's true, I am. But then you realize, well, there's a couple of things that I want to point out that you said. You, you looked for support. You looked for support in your family. You looked around and you saw that there were there were people, there were tools, there were things that you could begin with. And yeah. then you also realized that it was time to help yourself. Yeah. It was time to figure it out on your own so that you could really learn what it was that you were missing. And that's exactly what my journey was. What, what am I missing? And, you know, our parents do the best raising us, but they don't teach us all the lessons we might need, depending on what happens, you know, in our lives. So yeah. you, you started doing your research and saving yourself and helping yourself. Is that right? That's right. I think part of that kind of approach, um, I, I, I snapped into it quite quickly. I'm, I'm an only child, so I'm kind of used to hanging out on my own and, and you know, if I'm bored, I'll go, you know, try and build a tree hut or something like that. It's just, it didn't look like a tree hut in the end, but it, it's just that kind of, um, all right, we've, we've got a problem. Let's not focus on on that. Let's focus on how we, we get through this. Yeah. You know, women often can go two ways. They can say, okay, I'm going to make myself stronger because what is the saying? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. (laughs) And, you know, some of us have that natural instinct to just make ourselves stronger. And other uh, women may have the natural instinct to just wallow in that thought that I'm nothing and, you know, they were right and, and so on. So how do you help people make that shift from, you know, wallowing and cause you know, it's painful. It's, mm. it's hard sometimes to uh, unbury yourself from those negative emotions. How do you help women do that? I think um, my approach is to 
first of all acknowledge it it's it's it is really tough and and i i never feel um i i never put anyone down for the way that they're feeling because really it's it, it's our brain telling us that we've got this this issue that's really affecting us in a way that we can't you know quite manage on our own and it's trying to communicate to us hey we need to fix this um and and actually just helping them to understand that outside of the problem look at all the things that they actually do have so you you have you know your your physical abilities you have you're still breathing basically i i kind of say if you're still breathing you still got a chance to, to to get out of this right and um and it's you know it's, i think especially because most of the people that i help are in um in the west i suppose um mm -hmm. and we have a very privileged position we we are we, we have access to to water to um being able to move around freely as women and and um to be able to access certain things that a lot of people don't it's not saying that because there's you know kids dying in africa that your problems don't matter but it's everything is relative but yeah the point is that it we do really need to look at, at our situation and what that does is helps your brain to understand that it has resources that mm. there are opportunities around it and just that I think looking at it from that brain's perspective, understanding that those feelings, are, it doesn't mean that you have no options. It just is your brain telling you that this is something that we need to look at, needs a bit of healing. And so then we look at what, what things they have around you. Do you have a support network? Okay. If you don't, let's build it. Let's start um, looking at the things that you're wanting to get out of life. I think um, having a vision for your life as well is really important because mm -hmm. I, I remember, um, I'm not sure if you've read the book, um, Man's Search for Meaning by Victor yes. Frankl, mm -hmm. amazing book. And, you know, one of the main points in that is it didn't really matter what kind of physical um, health you were in. If you had something to live for, then you right. lived. Um, right. And, you know, the, if, if you had the opportunity to, and and that's that's such a strong Point. I mean, I've been through depression. I've been through um, suicidal ideation and and attempts, and and these things come from our brains thinking we have no other way out. And right. this is why it's so important to focus on there is a way out. There is there are options around you. It's just about um, acknowledging those feelings, figuring out what they are, and then looking at ways to help solve them. Beautiful. I, I really love the way you're speaking about this. And, you know, um, we're talking about women who go through tough breakups. Not all breakups are tough, but some are especially hard. And I know that that can cause um, women to be unable or unwilling to trust again, to try to find love in a future partner. So what, what do you, what's the topic or this um, conversation around trusting, learning to trust? Yeah, I, I mean, a lot, a lot of um, the pain and anger we feel from a breakup, we kind of we kind of uh, attach that to a particular identity, i.e., our ex. Um, it's that person's fault. It's that um, all of these things um, happened, and and going forward, I'm never going to have another person who does these types of things again. Um, I think it's one thing to get through trust. Um, is about, I mean, trust is about fear and and the and risk. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we're risking our heart, we're risking our lives to go in and interact with this other person. Um, and the fear is intensified when we think we don't have anything to fall back on. So strangely, um, being able to trust someone else comes from being able to know yourself and have confidence in yourself and realize, um, you know, going into a relationship, if anything happens, I have got the finances to fall back on. I know myself and who I am. I'm confident with the type of person I am. I'm, I'm happy with that person. And, and you know, being in a relationship, you are two different puzzle pieces mm-hmm. and it's, it's just about it, it, whether you fit together and, um, and or not and it doesn't mean that that one or both of you are, are bad or evil or, or a, a bad person I mean there's obvious red flags that that we need to educate ourselves on like if you're having to pay for everything and or sending you know 10 grand every couple of months over to some anonymous person in in another country type things or you know telling you what kind of earrings you should wear when right right out the gate when you start dating these things you need to have a bit of pre-work before going into a relationship I never ever think of or advise people to you know if someone acts the same way that their ex did or at the start or looks the same way or has the same job or comes from the same background that you can't trust them. It's, it's, you got to do some work on your side. You got to make sure that you are confident and and stable in yourself. And, um, and, you know, I always say you're ready to start dating again when you're prepared for the idea that it might not work out. And it's, it's, Again, it's just about making sure you're you're set in yourself and go forward and and try with new people. If it doesn't work out, doesn't matter. It's a it's a numbers game. There's what eight billion people in the world. It's it, you're bound to have some sort of interactions that don't quite match. Yeah. Well, I I uh, agree with you. This is what I found out after my three three strikes you're out with three marriages is that I <laughs> finally realized that it was that I had to heal my, my childhood, my, um, early life experience that had, you know, made me adapt or be dysfunctional. And then when I felt healed and I agree with you, I was ready to see what was possible for me with a relationship without needing it. Yeah. Yeah. Then I was able to attract a healthy, a man who who matched me in terms of their psychological health, their uh, working on themselves and so on. And so absolutely. sometimes it just takes some patience and some work on yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, and, and just, just um, understand the things that you look out, what to look out for, what to be wary of. But it's never about, you know, Oh, they have brown hair, so they're going to cheat on me type thing. It's it's nothing like that. We can't take our pains from the previous relationship into it. We should want a new relationship, not need a new relationship. Well, you know, I'm big on formulas. That's how come I introduced one of mine today. But <laughs> I wanted to ask you about, you know, your breakup formula or your recovery breakup formula. And uh, then we have a couple of minutes and then we'll go to break and come back. But share with us how you help your women understand about your formula for breakup survival. Um, okay, so getting from a place of, of fear and um, and 
pain and um, that that sort of embarrassment and shame um, to a place of confidence and clarity, um, you need to go through certain steps. And um, those steps are, are the the name of my business. It's it's the um, the acronym. Honor. Um, now it's actually spelt with a U down here in the Antipodes, but it's um, <laughs> H-O-N-O-U-R. Um, uh, so it's a, a six-step methodology. Um, the first half of that methodology is about recovery, and um, you know, because you you can't be trying to run a marathon if you've got a broken leg. You, you, um, not that I've ever tried a, or attempted a marathon, but um, we we have to be able to. Uh, the first step is all about safety, keeping yourself safe, um, and and, and making sure that you're not putting yourself into further danger. Um, I, I won't go too deep into it. I'll just give you the, the, the broad strokes of it. Um, the next step is about, you know, understanding what the pain is that's going on um, and bringing out those feelings. And the, the third step in that is about, uh, it's called namaste. It's about gratitude. But really what it is is teaching your brain about those opportunities to, to keep telling it, you're okay, you've got, money you got some you know you're breathing air you're fine let's look at the things that you do have so that you can help heal yourself the second half of the methodology is all about rebuilding so mm. once you're back to a state of um a position of strength then you'll start restarting um re starting to rebuild that identity which is so important that vision where you're going to go and where you're going to start moving to it because that our brains are so powerful they they can pull us through all sorts of crap in life and if we've got a strong vision to take us there we will move mountains to get there um and the 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 very final step is really important it's it's called um revolution and it's just about restarting you got to get back out there you got to start um, practicing those principles that you learn through those different pillars and um and and get back out there and try again um and you know you're just we don't live a single life so to speak we live in in so many cycles of many different lives and we we change through all that time and that that second half of the methodology is really important because we actually can choose we have so much control in this we can choose who we would like to be going forward separate to what our parents want us to be what our partners wanted us to be what our friends want us to be who do you actually want to be and and yeah i mean that's usually the time when you decide to get a tattoo like i did or um to decide to take up rock climbing or something else, but you got to try all these different things. You never know. Right. Unless you give it a shot. Right. Oh, I just, I just really love the, the anacronym and um, the steps, the way that you've named them. So we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to keep talking about how you can step into really taking responsibility for the the way your life, how you experience your life in the future. The past does not equal the future unless you decide it will. So stay with us, everyone. We'll be right back to A Wealthy Life for Her. Do you find yourself questioning, why am I here? What is my purpose? Sarah Sparks with Create the Spark gives you the most refined answers to those questions and helps you live the life you came to earth to experience. 
Sarah has helped hundreds use their unique gifts simply by listening to their divine guidance. This is Sarah Sparks with Create the Spark. To receive your free guide, listen to your divine guidance, go to www.sarahsparks.love. That is sarahsparks.love and you are your spark. Teresa Leftenant has been giving advice to women about their money for over 30 years. She teaches women to talk openly about money through virtual and live talking circles, where members come together in a spirit of trust, respect, and mutual support. Reinventing Her also provides workshops, speaking events, and transformational experiences to companies and organizations. If your group would like Teresa Leftenant to speak or facilitate a reinvention topic for your women's group. Learn more at reinventingher.com. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back, everyone. We are having a great conversation about how to honor your breakup with our expert, Leah Shepard. She is the founder of Honor Your Breakup, and also she's a coach and a breakup expert. And what? how else would you describe your role, your the way you work with clients? How do you describe yourself, Leah? Um, I think I, I empower the underdog, as I like <laughs> to describe it. <laughs> I mean, I w- I've always been a bit of a loner. I've always been... Um, overweight going through school and, and everything and um and I was I, I come from a um an indigenous background in New Zealand uh, where most of my tribe and family of uh you know have a darker skin color and I'm bloody of six foot tall and and white with red reddish hair and I stick out like a sore thumb so I've always kind of felt that difference or otherness about me so um I understand what it be, means to be on the outside of it and and how just the the just a bit of coaching, a bit of encouragement um, can can help us to get through those things. So I don't know. I I actually would think I'm an artist, really, a mm. communicator. Um, mm. And and with art, you're not just a painter or a sculptor. You you use whatever medium you can to communicate an idea, and that's kind of what I think of myself now. I mean, yes, technically I'm a coach, but I I I don't really. Um, <laughs> I just use, you know, if I, if I if I have to write a book, I write a book. Then and if I do speaking, then I do speaking. So it's it's whatever comes about. Well, I kind of wish I had uh, asked you that before, so I could introduce you as a communication artist because I totally get <laughs> that. Um, I do think that is a part of what my art is. When I was growing up, I was a theater person, and I used to write scripts when I was you know, in my grade school and high school years, I wrote scripts and was constantly doing plays. So there, there is a lot of ways that we get to um, show our creative instincts and our talent that we were born with. Exactly. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's good just having the title so people don't think we're crazy or, you know, it's just, um, yeah, good to have that something our brain can focus on. So for now, I suppose, just coach will do. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's, yeah. so it's, it's obvious that you have reinvented your life and yourself and that you have a passion and helping other people can, 
is just the best way that we have as a woman to express who we are and who we're meant to be. Now, that doesn't mean putting ourselves on the side, forgetting that we have to put ourselves first and we have to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. as we pursue our passions. But I want to turn the topic a little bit or the conversation to getting back on your feet after a relationship has financial challenges. So speak to your experience with the women that you work with um, regarding their abilities or their trust or lack of trust with themselves when it comes to making different financial decisions. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, this is this is something I've suffered with myself as well. Mm-hmm. I think there's a major taboo around, um, you know, when we're making moves in gender equality and 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 you know pay equity and all that sort of stuff but there's still that underlying um uh controlling um script that women have that um you know men are the the primary breadwinner um and you know we we kind of also it's really uncomfortable to talk about money issues with partners or um or you know as independent women in this day and age saying that we might have an issue or we might not understand what to do with money. I mean, there's so many di- different issues there. There's, um, I, I, I remember speaking to one um, financial expert who said, have, have like a go bag of, um, uh, like a go bag. And it's a, an account where you keep some money aside so that heaven forbid things, you know, do go wrong in a relationship, you have something to fall back on. But, and, you know, there's the issue there that if you are putting things aside for yourself, then you're putting yourself in front of others, which again is another kind of um, uh, negative script that we have going on in our minds. So um, with, it's really um, horrifying to see what kind of extent that can get to where, in Australia, we've had a spate of um, women who have been left at age and around their sixties, mm-hmm. um, thinking that the money that they'd been going to work and and giving to their husband to you know pop into the mortgage or to the savings or whatever, hasn't actually been going there. Where the, their husband has actually been um, buying up other property in his own name or funding another family or um, just different issues that they might have even gambling and um they found that the their husband had left them and and suddenly they had absolutely nothing after so so long and um you know these things can happen just so ah they're just so sneaky and and so they they just kind of happen um can happen so gradually i suppose is the problem with my relationship i i didn't have much. I was temping. I was trying to get into the um, to the art world. I trained as an artist and as a curator, and and it was just really tough in a new country trying to do that. And um, and so I relied heavily on my partner to cover expenses. I did what I could, but I mean, his way of trying to get the finances out of me was uh, in other kind of abusive ways. But when when he made that drop decision you're you're out you're out of my house I had absolutely nothing to fall back on mm-hmm. and and that was a real mistake I mean things like prenups and and you know that they they make us feel uncomfortable and icky and maybe that we don't love the other person um or trust them but really these are it's about being smart and I don't think men have an issue with being smart about money 
um, I think this is definitely a female issue and, and something we need to be open and honest about in, in terms of um, keeping ourselves safe. It's not just rape whistles or self-defense courses. It's about keeping that go bag or, or learning about how to, to manage that, those finances ourselves. Boy, I wrote, down, I wrote down so many things as you were talking about that I wanted to comment on. So first off, you were saying the financial go bag. Well, you know, I think the bottom line of financial life is having financial safety. And yeah. I do believe that every person on the planet has to take responsibility for creating their own financial safety. Yeah. And um, the other thing is, is that it's true that men assert themselves with the financial because they're already, they're taught how to do it. It is, yeah. it all, it's almost like a DNA passing, right? From generation yeah. to generation where women, we don't, we not only don't get the training about how to make the financial decisions, we don't always get the practice because when we do get in relationships where the man is going to assert uh, I'm the breadwinner, therefore I'll take care of the money, that doesn't give us any chance. And I have to say that this is a generational thing that I think is changing, but we all yeah. need to take as women, take responsibility for standing up for ourselves, for learning financial literacy on our own, and also to make sure that we're equal partners with our spouse, even if we're not yet earning equal pay, we are, that's also getting better, but we have to, um, you know, if, if you're in a partnership, that means you're in a partnership, which means everybody gets equal say an equal, uh, way to communicate and also make decisions together about money. So what, what do you find with women in after breakups? What condition are they in financially? Uh, 90% not very good. They're, yeah. they're, um, um, I mean, the, the worst part of it is when women don't have the money to leave abusive situations. So they'll stay with an abusive, you know, physically, sexually, emotionally um, abusive partners because they have no way out. And I've, I've, I've had to, um, you know, help, help a lot of women manage their way out of those situations. And it's a very scary situation to get into. Um, I mean, the, the, there are a lot of, um, I, I suppose, yeah, the younger generations um, do have a little bit more standing in that regard, except they don't have the longevity in work to have a big enough savings um, uh, account to, to fall back on. So I, I definitely say it's, it's kind of a unicorn situation that, that right. the ones that come and they've, they've got a, a separate bank account that they've been saving for a long time. Saving is just not natural to gen wise. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's about having those um, exciting experiences now. Um, we've mm -hmm. got so many different afterpays and uh, I, I'm not sure what you call it over there, but you know, where you are able to purchase something through an organization and then you pay it back um, in four installments, like those kind oh, of. Oh yeah. Installment and lo loans and things like that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and there's become more and more available for retail and, and holiday experiences and, you know, um, and, and these things can be good because you don't pay interest on them, but they still, mm. um, your money is still going out. So it's, um, I mean, coming back to relationships where we're all in love, we want to give, we want to, um, do these things and we don't want to be seen as being um, 
anti the relationship by having a little safety net, thinking that we're not, we don't believe in the relationship. We do, but you, you know, you got to believe in reality as well. So, you know, yeah. in a healthy relationship, a man will respect you for wanting financial independence and um, to be an equal partner. So I guess that's another way that we can determine whether in we, whether we are in a healthy relationship or not. Yeah. So uh, in the last few minutes before we have to end, which it always goes so fast. So how did you create your wealthy life vision? And you mentioned to me that this was part of what pulled you forward into the wonderful life that you have now is your vision. So share that with us. Yeah, well, um, I so when I'd gone through the breakup and and um, I was temping um, and so just yeah temping in government which was soul destroying in itself anyway but um, <laughs> I found my my soul quietly dying in the inside but um, you know I was I was happy to have a job except you know you can't ask for a day off to go and grieve your breakup and the fact that you've lost your life partner and it's you know divorce is is a completely different thing i mean people understand that it's seen as legitimate but you know a breakup is the bit before um a marriage mm -hmm. it's it's the grief of all of that so you can't really ask for a day off for that or to have a sick days or um you know you lose money at temping so i found myself having to ask for um the chance to go and do the things I needed to do. I needed to ask for time off to be sick. I needed to ask for this. It was just this kind of energy of, um, of, of needing to ask for the good things in my life. Um, mm -hmm. And I had a horrible boss at the time as well. And it, I just kind of, I remember sitting, I remember where I was and what day it was and everything. And it was just this clunk. It was like, what the F are you doing here? It's, you know, I'm, I'm sick of asking for this. Let, we need to stop, you know, outsourcing your happiness to to everything else and actually start doing it yourself let's let's stop making excuses let's try and fix this so the first valentine's day after my breakup um instead of crying because i had no one with me I, I decided to take myself to a business seminar and, and figure out this whole thing because i thought well they are their own bosses and and that's the only thing I know how to do is to to sell painting. So let's try and make a business out of it. It turned out but painting wasn't a very good business model, but my story about the pathway for helping others was. And that's that's kind of where it left me. So I don't know, seven years later, and here I am. And it's I'm just I'm so glad I did it. <laughs> Oh, and you got a little help. You you got a little wind beneath your wings. And um, now, as you say, seven years later, you've followed your path. You've um, what what are some of the things that, that you had to do to, you know, to evolve your vision, your desire into something that actually supported you and made you happy? Um, being brave and, and just being OK with the fact that you're going to be different. Um, I mean, talking about building a business to everyone I worked with, they thought I was just some speaking another language. It's like, what? You would leave this secure job with secure pay? And I mean, it wasn't secure as a temp, so it didn't really matter at the time. But um, it was just about um, being, being, I mean, creating a business um, that's different to everyone else you are you are birthing a new creation and there is no kind of there wasn't anything to to map that off 
So that no one really had a breakup coaching business at the time or anything for me to model off to see if what I was doing was completely dumb or, um, you know, a great idea if I was going in the right direction. So really it's just about building that vision and, and, oh, my business coach actually gave me the best piece of advice. And Mm. if you don't know something, don't say, oh, I don't know social media. Just say, I don't know social media yet, which means, you know, if you don't have that yet in there, your brain just goes, oh, okay, cool. We'll just stop looking. Whereas if you, if you have that yet, it means there's still the possibility and your brain is doing all sorts of work for you in the background to, you know, if you're reading a book or if you're watching a YouTube um, video, or if you're speaking to someone at a networking event, they'll be going, Hey, remember that thing that we needed to figure out? This is the person, this is the video, right. this is that bit of line that you need to, to come back to. Yeah. So it, it totally underscores what I said in the beginning, which I love it when things come full circle, you, we must retrain our brain. We yeah. must change the way we think we have to reframe how we look at our lives, retrain our brain, and then reclaim the life that we were meant to live. So Leah, thank you so much for being with us today. I just You're am welcome. so grateful to hear your wisdom and your excitement and, and to know that there's a place that I can send my friends if, and when they have a breakup. So <laughs> remember everyone stop outsourcing your happiness. I'm going to keep that one from you, Leah. <laughs> so thanks everyone for being with us next week. Our guest will be Cosimo Intimiti of Genius in 21 Days. He is another international guest, which is why I just slaughtered his last name. Anyway, we're going to be talking about why many of us have challenges learning even though we love learning and we seek it out and we do it all the time, but we have slow learning or we have, we miss things. So he's going to show us that our mind has so many more abilities than we know about and are using. I'm so excited to have Cosimo on the show. Thank you for listening and being part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. You can listen live every week on 1150kknw.com or subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. I'd really be grateful if you like the show, share it with your friends and family and leave a review so more people can discover us. You can connect with me on LinkedIn under Teresa Leftenant and on Facebook under Reinventing Her and learn more about working with me at reinventingher.com. Don't forget to go read that blog on the five reinvention pillars. All right, everyone. Hey, ladies, remember, you deserve a wealthy life and to attain financial independence, which is your birthright. When you engage your inner superpowers and get your financial house in order, you can overcome any challenge and create a wealthy life and a happy life on your terms. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and reinvention mentor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at reinventingher.com.